Hello and welcome to News 24 Arts and Entertainment, Binging Without Borders. I'm Karen Walby-Solomon and in this six-part limited series, we'll explore binge-worthy TV from around the world. I find it hilarious. It's not like you can't go online and figure out what happens. You can. People are watching them because of the chemistry or, or whatever and like the troubles we make fun of are still the things people want to watch. Thinking about them brings a sort of feeling of nostalgia. Family circle, super story. Those were the classics that I crushed on. One of my favorites and still is, is BM Gonang. How that production you know, came about and just was real. Join me as I speak to expert commentators who will take us on a journey uncovering unexplored worlds that has us rushing to binge watch, look up flight prices, and experience new cultures, languages, and so much more. You know what? It's the stories, it's the cliffhangers, it's the love triangles. It's money. I know my mother-in-law sits from 6.30 right through till 9.30 to watch everything. <laughs> With the streaming services, they give it to you all at once now. So I think it's changed completely. I think people are realizing there's a bigger appetite for it now. And I guess it is becoming mainstream because more and more people are getting into it. I think people just want to experience different, different things. In episode 5, we'll be exploring the up-and-coming, exciting world of Nigerian television series. We chatted to Dr. Chikwezi Uzigbunum, a media scholar, about the rapid growth of the industry and what we can expect in the future. The Nigerian film and television industry, also known as Nollywood, has been around since the first film made in Nigeria called Palava in 1926. After independence was declared in 1960, the film industry boomed when new cinema houses were established around the country. In 1972, the indigenization decree demanded the ownership of about 300 film theatres from foreign owners to local owners and caused Nigerians to become more active in cinemas and filmmaking. The rise of straight-to-video releases saw a large increase in Nigerian film. So much as that, by the mid-2000s, Nigeria became the second largest film industry in the world in terms of the number of annual film productions, which put it in front of the United States and behind only India. In the same way, new technologies such as the internet, social media, and streaming services like Netflix and Showmax being accessible in Africa has introduced new audiences to Nigerian television programs. Even YouTube has promoted Nigerian content creators so much so that there's a renewed interest in Nigerian productions and stars. We chat about this and more in our conversation with Dr. Chikezi Uzegbunam. like more about your interest in Nigerian television series like when did you start watching like you know your history with it mm. so my foray into um and romance with Nigerian tv series and you know Nollywood movies in general I think began during my, during my teenage years um like 22 mm. yeah like 22 23 years ago 
my mom uh, was, and she still is a huge fan of Nollywood movies. And she bought every single title, um, but especially the classics. Um, so that was how I became a Nollywood buff. <laughs> you know, I became very, I became very interested in film celebrities as well, their lives and their gossips. Mm. And so, and as an academic today, I, I, I find myself delving into research on Nollywood films every now and then. Um, but you know, those days were the days when you watched movies on videotapes, and then mm. later we had VCDs. Um, but TV series we watched on local TV channels, such as uh, NTA, AIT, and Minaj TV. Um, they usually come on every night at a dedicated time. And what we had then was a sort of family or communal viewing where you watch with the entire family. You are rounded up in the sitting room. Mm-hmm. And everyone is watching at the same time and sharing the emotions that came with it. So sometimes you also had neighbors who came in to watch with you because maybe they did not have a TV set at home and stuff like that. So these TV series literally defined um, and shaped my childhood as well as my siblings because I could remember my siblings and I, we knew the soundtracks of this TV series by heart. You know, each of them has a, a specific and popular soundtrack to them. And so it was a big deal in, in, our, in our home. Those shows were instrumental to, to family bonding and sort of um, shared viewing or learning experience. Yeah. So what was like the first, television, Nigerian television series that you remember watching? Hmm. There are so many of them. And thinking about them brings a a sort of feeling of nostalgia. I mean, I remember Mm. Family Circle, Super Story. There's the one called Papa Jasko. And these were very popular when I was growing up. These were the classics. And those were the classics that I crushed on. Family Circle, Super Story, Papa Jasko. There are some of yeah, some recent ones, but these were the earliest ones that I that I that I remember watching while growing up. Yeah. So you noticed a change in the type of content that is now available. Like a television series presenting more societal issues than just like wish fulfillment and family drama. Uh, from the early days, I would say that the Nigerian TV series were never shy to to depict and portray popular mm. societal issues, you know, and the everyday experiences of people. So they have always been authentically Nigerian, you know, with all the drama, the appreciation of cultural nuances, cultural aesthetics, uh, full of didactic lessons, moral lessons, and so on. But those days, some topics we are just off limits, you know, as some of them, mm-hmm. as, as, as well as some type of content. There were many taboo topics, such as those relating to sexuality or gender or domestic abuse or calling out uh, official corruption that we are not tackled those days. Or even if they were tackled, they were not given the intensity and the depth that they deserved. Mm. And so, yeah, TV series in those days were a bit too family oriented, that they, they treaded carefully so as not to come off as too provocative, right? So they did not really go into some of the issues that were deemed very sensitive even when these issues are happening in the, in the cultural life of, of, of the people. 
But these days, uh, I see that some improvement. I see some improvement in those areas. It seems to me that the producers or makers of these series are becoming more courageous to to tell uh, more in-depth stories, to pay more attention to such topics or themes in in very bold ways, uh, which I think is refreshing. But I don't think we are there yet. I don't think we're completely there yet. Uh, but of course, I really have to stress that the quality of production has greatly improved from what we had in those days as a result of advancement in technology. You know, There are now better production equipment, better lighting and better cinematography and, and stuff like that. So I know you said that you don't feel like it's gotten there yet, but mm-hmm. have you seen... <laughs> But have you? But it's obviously on the way. You can I think we can see it's it's, it's coming. Um, yes. But but do you think that the changes in like the television narratives has has the ability to impact the way the way audiences deal with these societal issues, such as sexuality and gender and that sort of thing, abuse. Mm. I think I think it is the other way around. Um, I believe, yes, I believe that the narratives we see that are being highlighted in the TV series feed off from the societal issues that are happening around. So I think there's a symbiotic relationship between cultural production like TV series or movies and the everyday cultural life of the people. So, so you see some of the stories that you see on Nigerian TV uh, series or Nigerian movies, but especially the TV series these stories are real life occurrences, or at least many of them have aspects of real life, you know, depicted, which I think is, um, I think is one of the reasons why they are so popular. People can always see themselves in those shows. People can relate. Mm. People can connect with the stories and the characters. So many TV narratives aim to, to teach lessons or shape discourses on on such important issues. But I'm not sure how much the narratives uh, help people in making decisions in everyday life, you you know, whether they play any sort of role in, I don't know how, um, yeah, whether they play any sort of role in making people better human beings, you know, Mm -hmm. or changing the course of a serious issue in society. But um, I think that part of what it does is, probably to bring certain issues to people's consciousness. Um, Yeah, a sort of national national or collective consciousness about certain issues, which I find really important. I think that awareness and recognition of a problem is a powerful thing. Labeling issues for what they are is also very powerful. And that is something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 100%. So with all the new like streaming services and like the na- international appeal of Netflix and the popularity of Blood Sisters, do you see television trends changing from the traditional models that were inspired by Nollywood and that sort of thing? I think a hybrid is what I see that mm-hmm. is happening. Yeah, a hybrid is what there will be or what should be or what I see happening. Um, the traditional TV model will still be there alongside the new model that we, that we get to see on Netflix and even local streaming services. There are so many local, local streaming services such as Iroko TV, Ibaka TV, Scene One TV, Real Nolly TV, and, and even on YouTube and so on. 
because I think that there will be always there will always be a veritable market for the for the traditional model, um, such as those showing on national TV stations, satellite TV like Multi Choice and Africa Magic, because not everyone has access to the online platforms. Not everyone can afford the subscription rates. Not everyone has the sort of mobile devices to support regular access to them, right? Um, but overall, I think it is a welcome development, this sort of hybrid model and the ways in which the two models can cater to different but also similar audiences. It also means that the hard work of yesteryears from Nollywood producers are paving way for, for Nollywood offerings to be more appreciated globally. Yeah, to get the chance to, to be transported to other places and parts of the world. So that is a plus. That is huge. I I watched. I remember watching Blood Sisters the week the week that it came out, and I felt so proud mm. that finally this is happening. And so, in general, I love what media entities like Ebony Live TV. I'm, I'm sure you know Ebony Live TV. It now has headquarters in Lagos, Los Angeles, I think, and London, uh, which is a, a homegrown Nigerian media entity and how it is trying to market Nigerian cultural products globally and the attention that they are garnering as a result of the kind of collaborations that they are building with big and global powerhouses like Netflix, Sony Pictures, uh, Westbrook Studios, Universal Pictures, and, and so on and so forth. So I think it's about time that we got the credit for being mm. one of the largest film producing, uh, storytelling, and narrative shaping industries in the world. Yeah. Why do you think that Nigerian series are so popular? <laughs> because they're very, they're, they're so damn good. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think, I think I have some bragging rights. Um, <laughs> yeah, but on a serious note, I think they're good. They're popular because they keep it real and dramatic and authentic and relatable and enjoyable, you know, all that mix. Nigeria is a, is a complex society, uh, of course, you know, judging from our population, diverse ethnic groupings, religion, culture, political landscape, and as well as all of the issues that have been faced in everyday life as a result of maybe corruption in government, hypocrisy. Nigeria is a very uh, hypocritical society. Nigeria is the sort of society where people do a lot of things that they condemn in public, but they do it privately. Mm-hmm. Um, Nigeria is a sort of society where, there, for example, there are many queer people, but then they will come out publicly and condemn queer relationships and gay marriage and, and stuff like that. Just to give you an example. And also, of course, the patriarchy, very patriarchal society. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And uh, so when you bring a little tiny bit of that complexity of what it means to be a human being in such a context. What you get is is what we call in Nigeria, um, it's a Yoruba language. What it's it's called basbos. It means drama, conflict, you know, and all of that. And so it's authentic, it's captivating content and, you know, some intensity. I think that's why they're popular. I, I think that's why they're popular. Mm. I also I also think that our series are are popular because we have good actors, um, and of mm. course these days good technical and production facilities that can compete that can compete uh, globally. Yeah. 
Do you think like the universal appeal of Nigerian series allows the world to see the country in a different way? Yes, I think so. Um, but it depends on what is meant by different light. Um, of course, when, of course, it goes without saying that when your work is able to garner some wider audience or reach, the more criticism and praise you might you might get as a result. So yes, I think that with the wider or universal appeal of Nigerian series comes greater scrutiny of the quality and content in general. But that can uh, but that can be a good thing depending on how you look at it. But in terms of seeing the country itself in a, in a different light, there is a potential there. Yes, I believe that the popular culture industry. Uh, can play a crucial role in shaping how a people or a place is portrayed, constructed, and represented. Um, of course, you know that Nigeria has some Nigeria has some negative and stereotypical representations out there, and I think that there is an opportunity here that needs to be tapped into to use the popular culture industry um, to counter mm. some single stories of Nigeria and Nigerians out there. I, I do not believe in the so-called Nigerian exceptionalism, where it seems that certain things and problems only happen in Nigeria, right? Or that it is only Nigerians that can perpetuate certain problems. Because I think that people everywhere, societies everywhere are complex and they are, they, they, they are imbued with both good and bad identities. So focusing only on the bad ones or, or, or the bad images um, makes a single story out of a people or a place. And that is very unfair. Yeah. Okay. So what are some of your favorite Nigerian television series? <laughs> I, I, I'm, I am spoiled for choice because I have a lot of favorites. But if you're talking about the ones from the old times or the old Nollywood, what is called the old Nollywood now. I would say the whole range of the Superstory archive. There are so many titles under the Superstory uh, cartel. There is also Tinsel. Tinsel is, is, is an absolute favorite. It's still running till today. I think it's over 20 years old, the show. There is The Edge of Paradise. There is Papa Ajasko. There is so right, so so wrong, so right. There is the the Fuji House of Commotion. These are from the old Nollywood. But for the new Nollywood, I I love Castle and Castle, the Johnsons, Blood Sisters, of course. I love Jennifer's Diary. Mm. Of meet the meet the Adebanjos, Hotel Majestic. Um, Husbands of Lagos, and there's another one called Hustle. Yeah, there's a, quite a bit of them. Yeah, but these ones are my favorites. Okay, so for someone starting out watching Nigerian series, what would you suggest they start out with? The availability of access to the to the old series is a problem. So some of them had short shelf life and hadn't been digitized. Mm-hmm. Right, because they were exclusively on traditional TV stations. Some of them have, have become available on YouTube, but not all of them, and the quality not so good. But if we are talking about satellite TV, Netflix, and other streaming platforms, definitely look out for and crush on um, King of Boys Part Two, Castle and Castle 50. 
smart money woman, blood sisters, uh, giddy up, before 30, meet their debangers, the governor, and of course, I wouldn't miss out Jennifer's diary. The, the, mm. yeah, these are some of the very yeah these are some of the very best and the you know the classics i also hear that um skinny girl on transit and yeah yeah skinny girl on transit i think it's available on youtube for free i think there it's uh, i hear that it's also really good but i haven't watched it yet okay thank you so much for for joining me on this this was such an informative conversation Thanks, Karen. It's, it's, it's a pleasure to, to reflect on some of these, yeah, some of these uh, popular culture discourses that, yeah. I, I, think, I think this is the first time I'll be talking about my love for Nollywood shows and, and stuff. Thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to follow News24 Arts and Entertainment on Twitter and Instagram to keep up to date with the latest in celebrity news in-depth interviews and only the best movie and tv reviews tune in next week when we will be exploring a new country